All right. Well, of course, you know that's Horace Silver, a great lyricist, pianist, composer, and band leader with his famous Senor Blues, a jazz classic. He was a pioneer of what became known as the hard bop era. And this is from his 2004 tribute album, Horace Silver, The Very Best. He died at the age of 85 on June 18th, 2014, at his home in New Rochelle. This is Lead Stories. I'm Utrecht Lead, and uh, we're going to talk about some conspiracies today. Let's see what you come up with. Um, We don't have all the answers, of course, which is why we come up with these ideas of what is going on. Well, enough has happened. Enough water has flowed, flowed under this bridge for us to at least start asking the questions, what the heck is this that we're seeing unfolding and How is it going to end? Where is it going? What will we learn from all of the shenanigans going on? And they're not, they're not even finished yet. They, they're just getting some speed at this moment. Um, we had over the weekend, uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, giving the big, I mean, he wanted to own this. I mean, he's trying so hard to be a Donald Trump, and that is to uh, hog the the, the lamps, (laughs) the cameras. Uh, And this was Victory Day, uh, which the uh, Russians celebrate or commemorate Uh, their defense against uh, the Nazis moving into Europe. But something has happened, and you can look at at, uh, Putin and see he's extremely unhappy, very, very unhappy. Things are not going the way they're supposed to be going. He's not gaining the kind of ground he thought he might have gained. He thought the awesome power of Russia would have immobilized everybody. It hasn't. And he thought, well, I'll just turn the knob a little bit to the extreme and visit upon these people who don't seem to understand that I rule the world or soon will rule the world, that they ought to fall in line. They're not falling in line. So he's a very frustrated guy right now. And I'm sure that at the beginning of this exercise in dominating Europe, uh, capturing the treasures that he seeks first, um, and then moving on, 
he's he can't understand why he doesn't seem to be able to bend the people's will despite all the violence inflicted upon them. They're not bending, they're not yielding. They don't see him as a hero. And they don't want him as a hero. He's not used to this kind of rejection, you can tell. And in that way, he's very much like Donald Trump in temperament, if you if you really look closely at it. Trump is going through something himself. You get the sense that he senses impending doom coming from somewhere. But the charisma isn't there. The braggadocio isn't there. The guy who wouldn't hesitate to let you know he's he matters in this world. He's a leader. He's a ruler. And until he came along, the United States had really poor leadership with him and he only gave them a taste of it and they just couldn't handle it. So now it's backfiring and uh, he's trying to find a new gimmick that would keep people's attention while he maneuvers behind the scenes to get back into his old groove. But it doesn't seem to be working. Something happens to some leaders, not all of them, but way too many of them, when they get a taste of power. The only thing they want, they don't want much, the only thing they want is more. And when they get more, then they want all. And when they have all, they want more all. It's a really fascinating thing. And in the meantime, you see almost a, 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 a common trend to their characters. They're merciless. They're almost non-human. They get as much wealth as anybody could have, and then some some more on top of that. They assemble their own cronies so that even if they're not on the scene physically, they have set up a machine. This is a situation, uh, a good illustration would be the Trump family. As mediocre as his children are, and of course they come from a mediocre father, they nonetheless have been situated very carefully to have a very good life for a very long time. Unless, of course, there's a intervening matter of jail time a trial that convicts them of various crimes, and then they're put away. But even as I speak, 
look at what's happening in the Philippines. You know, we have the son of the Marcuses uh, doing very, very well in the vote. How do you explain these things? How is it that people just won't? It's not that they can't see it or they don't know it. They just won't. They won't admit it. They won't recognize it. They won't own it. So the Philippines are about to go into a new generation of insanity. And that's what Trump had in mind for the United States, still has it in mind. But something is intervening in the meantime, and he can't control it. He can't seem to control it. And that is the law. He's facing monumental uh, legal challenges. He's got a lot of lawsuits to settle or to be convicted of. He's not a happy guy. You don't hear him in the last several weeks. He's kind of brought the volume down a bit. He's not being that obnoxious, look-at-me kind of guy. It's beginning to dawn on him that he can't count the chickens before the eggs hatch. <laughs> and the eggs, the eggs don't look like they're hatching. So it's something to observe, isn't it? It's something very, very... Uh, human about it to to watch history unfold before your eyes and to see how people, many people are situated to play unique roles in this tale whatever the tale is in their particular country whether one to inspire new leadership, one to get rid of old leadership, one to be a willing puppet of a foreign leadership, one going to the left, one going to the right, one being dead center. It is very interesting to watch all of this. But then you see, in some cases... The, the toll on innocent people. It's always the innocent people who suffer the most. The toll is high. And you wonder if there will come a time when worldwide people will just, you know, like that movie... I can't take this anymore. You go to the window, poke your head out and say, I cannot take this anymore. And it will be not 
happening here and there and in spots. But there will be a groundswell, a worldwide groundswell against this kind of open larceny and inhumanity and thievery and just real horrible people coming to power and doing whatever it is they think they need to do. It it gives them license, of course. If I need to do the most outrageous and atrocious thing to maintain power, well, then power is justified. And the violence is justified. I think we will see huge portions of the world expressing this kind of outrage and trying to kind of knit together something of a coordinated resistance. Now, is that too ambitious a wish? Is that something that actually has a chance of happening? We don't know. Because these folks who are in power, who are committing these atrocities every day, to the point where it doesn't bother them at all. Uh, They're in it for the long haul. As I said, they're in it for the generations. Same as in the United States. We have uh, Trump and his progeny. who are supposed, according to Trump, you can hear it. I mean, he's articulated this. He sees it as the future. There will be a Trump in charge. By every means necessary. Not just any means, but by every means necessary. And here's the kicker. We're seeing it also in Biden. Yes, that good Catholic, wonderful man, a modest man, and you 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 can smell the crime <laughs> all around him, circling him, encircling him, and he's very comfortable with it. Right now, as you know, there's a little test as to how successful any prosecution of Biden's son will be. If there is a prosecution at all. But it has happened in successive presidential Uh, presidential cabinets and their turns in office, somebody in their family is linked in really tightly to the means of wealth and the transference of wealth as if, well, it's not as if they own it, they, they own it. 
And there is no real resistance from the people except with this silly explanation that we're holding elections again. Your chance to elect a new government. Well, that's not the point. The point is there has been no punishment of old, bad, crooked governments. And the people have adjusted to that. There's no demand for thorough cleanup of government. There's no demand for that. Just vote. You see? Well, I thought I would ask you some questions today based on developments so far. For example, what do you see as desired outcomes for both Russia and the U.S. in Ukraine? What do you see? And tell me why you see what you see. 888-874-4888 is the number to call. Uh, we are just, we're not expecting you to be an expert in international affairs. You've been following stories, you've been looking at the news, and you've been reading newspapers. You have an idea of what's going on. But in your own mind, can you really explain what you think is happening? What should we be prepared for in this time? We even had uh, yesterday, it's another thing, it's very interesting, uh, Jill Biden went and uh, basically was representing the United States as a kind of, I could only say, uh, a, an ambassador. I wasn't comfortable with that. I'm glad, and it's, it says something that she is concerned, yes. But I always say to myself, nobody elected you. Nobody elected you. And simply by virtue of the fact that you're married to the president doesn't automatically mean that the people have elected you to represent this nation. I was brazen. It's not the first time she has thrust herself onto the world stage. It's very clear she has ambitions. I talked about her before in the context of uh, just shoving aside the education secretary. And she made a presentation about where education needs to go next. And somebody allowed it because, well, she's married to the president. That gives her some props. And she can voice an opinion. And I made it clear that we have a secretary of education 
And if there's any voicing of opinions about educational policy, it ought to be his job. People are so thirsty. They're thirsty for power. And so yesterday, she shows up and, of course, for a surprise visit. How the heck do you show up in the worst kind of war and the worst kind of lifestyle they've had in decades? And it was, of course, to be seen. But she doesn't know she's communicating a whole other message here. Who sent you? Who asked you to go there? And don't you have enough sense in your head to understand that you are not ever to be seen as undermining your own husband's administration? Curb your enthusiasm for power, Mrs. Biden. Mrs. Dr. Biden. Okay. So we go back to our question. Based on development so far, what do you see as desired outcomes for Russia and the United States in Ukraine? It's a tough little question, but I'm asking because I know you've been following this issue as we all have been. 888-874-4888. I do not see anybody there yet. What's going on? He's suddenly shy. <laughs> Are you? Are you suddenly shy? You have no thoughts on the matter. Okay. I see people calling in now. No calls yet. No calls yet. That's what I'm told from uh, headquarters. You may want to answer another question. Has President Biden bitten off more than he could chew in attempting to lead the world? Has President Biden bitten off more than he can chew in attempting to lead the world to put America, the United States, in the leadership capacity? Henry from Chicago, you get us started today. Greetings, Eutrice. Greetings. All right. I uh, hope you had a great productive weekend as well as the me too uh, me too i don't remember it so i hope i had a productive one. <laughs> <laughs> i'm now starting to wonder if it came with a couple of drinks <laughs> no this is the thing i i don't drink okay. and sometimes right. i i say to myself it, it's worth trying because i can't imagine that i feel this way without drinking, and there's something drastically wrong. Yeah, and I, I'm not a drinker as well, uh, so uh, I, I get high off of life. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so what do you I hope you all, uh, but I also hope you had a, a, a great Mother's Day uh, weekend. 
you know, in a sense. <laughs> I didn't think about that. My mother is gone. And yeah. uh, she did her job. She did it. And I thank her every day. I thank her every single day. Yeah, but I was hoping somebody thank you on Mother's Day. Uh, I'm not sure if you have biological kids, but you are. No, I don't. But I feel like I do. Um, My nephews and nieces, they're all grown up now, and they have children. Mm -hmm. It seemed to me at some point they were confused that I was their mom. Yeah, I have no idea why, but they would bring me all their troubles, and, and, and you are my job to solve them. <laughs> and, and you are to be celebrated and respected as a mom as well. So, uh, hope you have. Well, a- thank you. <laughs> thank you very um, much. As far as this, uh, the outcomes of what the U.S. and Russia are to gain from this whole situation in the Ukraine, Uh, it's clear for the United States that their outcome is to destabilize not just the Ukraine, but also Russia. Uh, Obviously, we've gotten, we've gotten, um, uh, we've gotten comments from the Secretary of Defense and Secretary of State about their ultimate goal is to remove Putin and his administrations from the Russian government. So, yes. I mean, they clearly, they clearly stated it that, you know, their whole, their whole goal is, is to, is to, you know, kind of destabilize the current Putin government. So, you know, for me, it, it's a, it, you know, the media, it's a whole anti-Russian campaign when it comes to, to the Ukraine, you know, seeing that, um, this government is basically trying to destabilize uh, the economy, you know, just just so they could, you know, just so they can get rid of the current regime that is ruling Russia. And from my standpoint, uh, it, it, it's to a larger game when you talk about why does the U.S. want to destabilize Russia? Well, There's some history behind that, but I think ultimately the goal is to kind of destabilize uh, uh, China as well, because I think that's the that's the next game in in this whole uh, this whole control of hegemony for the uh, for global domination, Uh, because I think the U.S. is losing its power uh, in, 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 in different parts of the world and in particularly Eastern Europe. So. That's their goal. Russia basically is just basically uh, Russia. I, I, you know, from from my understanding, they're basically trying to defend their their own country. Uh, with the Ukraine being a being a pawn in the uh, in the in the Western powers' uh, motive to um, put NATO, uh, you know, or or at least put weapons uh, put NATO weapons in the Ukraine. They can have a better military uh, strategy against Russia uh, when you when you're talking about uh, controlling Russia militarily. So uh, Russia basically is just trying to defend itself uh, from you know from the onset of uh, NATO intrusion. 
and also too, you know, we, there's a history behind that as well. And matter of fact, you know, uh, I, I remember the first year I was listening to you, Utrecht. You know, we were talking about the incidents that were happening in the Ukraine and uh, and and also uh, in Crimea. Because I think the first the first year I was listening to you on this particular platform was 2014. That's when all that stuff was happening. So I even remember some of the comments I made about how important this this was in regards to, you know, the geopolitical uh, outcome of, uh, uh, of, of the results of what had happened during that revolution, during the Crimea incident. But, I mean, I'd never imagined that it would it, it would have came to this point, though. So, uh, you know, that that's my basic but, but what is it? You, you, you're giving us some snapshots, but give us an overview, if you can, if you have that vision now as to where this is going. What is it supposed to be leading to? Who will be emerging as people we have to be very uh, aware of and, and fear? Which country is going to be the the leader of the world in the way that the United States configures itself as a leader of the world? Well, I guess the overview is this. Um, over the last couple of years, there's been a shift in uh, there's been a shift in political and economic ideology against United States hegemony. So, for you know, for the last you know 70 years after World War II, um, United States have you know they're they're basically the major power in the world. We had the Soviet Union, which you know was was a you know was a a close second, but since the collapse of the Soviet Union, it's been the United States. Well, now that uh, we've had an emerging China, and also Russia in the last couple of years that has rebuilt their economy to a point where many of the European nations have depended on their energy source from, um, the United States has been threatened uh, politically and economically. Uh, we're starting to see now that uh, countries uh, are now buying oil, not in U.S. dollars, but in their own particular economies. When we're talking about India and we're talking about other Asian nations who still buy oil from Russia. So um, there's, a, there's a huge fight of global, global domination, and it looks like the U.S. is losing. So... With this, with this war in, in Ukraine, the U.S. is basically hedging their bets on hopefully winning this war, which they're not, uh, the Ukrainians nor the United States, uh, unless there is a change in plans where um, they, they decide to send troops into Ukraine, which is going to basically start World War III and end life on the planet as we know it, because obviously it's going to become a nuclear war. So generally it's the United States basically just trying to hold on to their grip of power uh, as the world superpower. Well, you're going to be the reason I don't get sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm going to blame you. 
Oh, wow. I blame you. <laughs> yeah. But you, you did give us a snapshot. And I don't think we got the whole snapshot, but we got a considerable piece of it. And uh, thank you for getting us started today. Thank you. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Lincoln from Mount Vernon, you're on the air. Good day, you treats. Good day. Um, your question, where should this war go? To me, it's an, the answer is very simple. It should go where, and it, it, you would conclude on the answer based on putting things in context, and especially historical context. And it should go where the truth should come forth, and the truth about the USA's intentions and the USA's um, agendas, and, 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 the, and the, all the evil they have stirred up throughout history, and then blame it on the people. You see, there's a tendency of a lot of these so-called great countries, big countries, big armies, they come, they see a system, they destroy it, and then they set up a system and pretend that that is now the, the absolute truth. And we all um, uh, embrace this, just like what they did in, um, and, uh, what they did with, um, with, with, with Iran. In 1954, when they destroyed that democratically elected country, and now you have this thing that's been going on between Iran and the USA, and all of these presidents, etc. And on we, the people, we don't look at it in terms of context. We don't look at the fact that this was a country that this country came and mastered just because they want to control the people's resources, because most of them was going to use the resources towards the people. Now I want to say this now. To, to qualify what I just said, in 2011 or 10, when the Arab, so-called Arab Spring so-called broke out, and it didn't break out because it was not spontaneous, it was engineered by the CIA. When that so-called Arab Spring broke out, John McCain, this was his very words, he said, there is a virus, and this virus is spreading, and it's going to go all the way to Beijing and Moscow. I want people to really digest that. He said, there's a virus spreading, and it's going to go all the way to Moscow and Beijing. <laughs> In other words, this was a plan to overthrow all these countries, which as we saw what they did, and as that one general had accidentally discovered about the plan to overthrow um, Libya, Syria, and many of these countries who had not provoked the USA, but just because of world hegemony. You know, just like um, in the previous show what they were talking about, Lula of, 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 um, of, of what do you call it, of, of Brazil. And one of the things with the Russia thing is that Russia, they want, to con they want to control the whole monetary system. Libya and Russia was not under this central monetary system. And it's, it's, a, it's an intent for world government. 
Klaus Schwab and all these people. So the answer is very simple. And I disagree with your painting of, of Putin, because if you go back to what I said in 2011, John McCain said, there's a virus spreading, and it's going to go all the way. He didn't say it may, you know. He said it is absolutely so, definitely so. It is going to go all the way to Moscow and Beijing. So he was telling the people, but the people weren't listening, that we have a plan to, con to overthrow all the governments of the world. And tell me something. What should Putin have done when he heard John McCain say that? Hmm? What should Putin have done? When you can answer that, then you can start to call him all kinds of names you want to call him. And I want to tell, want to just share this one thing. I heard Putin in a speech, and you know what he did? He was counseling African leaders. He said, look, you African leaders need to take care of Africa. He said, Africa is a burial ground. He said, you all don't do nothing for Africa. He said, you all get your money and you spend it in Europe. You let Europeans control you. And you only go back home when it's time for you to be buried. He said, you, you even let China, even though China and Russia are friends. Yet Putin said that. But they tell you lies constantly. And then just it's similar to what they did to Fidel Castro. People don't realize that. Fidel Castro had come to the USA for help. And the USA was helping Fidel Castro to overthrow Batista. And then afterwards they changed when the mafia was kicked out of, of, of Cuba. Then suddenly they went against Fidel Castro. And so Fidel Castro had to set up a, a very stringent system to prevent himself from being killed. Fidel Castro didn't set up that stringent system to put pressure on the people. But if he had yes, but you're that, not, the USA would have killed him. But you're not answering the question. You're being very I passionate. I appreciate that. But how about getting as close as you can to the question? So the question is, I, I did, I, but I had to paint it historically. I said it should end where it should. It, 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 none of us can tell where it's going to go, all right? But it should end with Russia being the victor, and victor in the sense of what Putin had set out to do, to neutralize that Zelensky and, and that Nazi movement that... that, 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 that um, is controlling him. That's what it should do. It, it should end with the USA um, going back to what they had promised. Um, what's his name? Um, um, when they said they would not go any further, you know, and draw closer to Russia. That's where it should end. It should end with USA stop trying to interfere with people's business and stop trying to say they should control the natural resources of the world. Russia shouldn't give up. Other countries shouldn't be dependent on Russia's uh, gas. That's where it should end. It should end with the USA um, being put in check. And, 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 and all, 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 all oppressive countries, all, you know, England too, France too, you know, all of them. You know, they, they, should, they, they should be put in place. And I want people to remember, Russia did not invade Africa and try to get no, no slaves. And all the revolutions in, in Africa, um, including the one in, um, in, in Angola, it was, it was Russia who supported that um, through, via Fidel Castro. So all the stuff you all keep talking about, Russia, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not a sycophant. But you see, here's the thing. you cannot lift, you can't lift a historical period from 30 years ago and use it 
to justify what is happening today. That's not what I'm uh, doing. You, 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 yes, you are. Because if you... No, no, no you have to put things in historical context. No, I, I, no, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. Uh, let me... No, I didn't do that. I heard you... you, you let, 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 let me explain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, suddenly you see, or, or you've been seeing Russia or Putin as a kind of hero. And I, what he, he, according to you, he gave a lot of help to a lot of foundering uh, nations that desperately needed it. Yes, but I didn't say he was a hero. I pointed out the good he did. Okay, so he did, he did a lot of good. As if to suggest what he's doing now is in line with his history of doing good. Is he doing good now? You see, that's where you're making the big mistake. You are, when you say that... When you, no, wait a minute. Don't, no, don't tell me about ma- making a big mistake. I yeah, asked you a question. And I show you how, but go ahead. No, I just asked you the question. Your, okay, your I'm, I'm answering your question then. Let, first of all, if you, you say the thing he's doing now. I, I just told you about what John McCain said, and I said to you, how should Putin have yes. responded to that? You see, I hear a lot of people keep talking about Putin invaded, and, and he should be held responsible. Held responsible for what? Should he have waited until um, the USA come and crush him? And after they crush him, then, they, then what? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, he did the right thing. He invaded at the right time, because they weren't listening. But the he had issue, a big, just like the, the, the issue, Putin issue, was very, very patient. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. The issue I raised had nothing to do with um, Putin's past. We're talking about Putin in the present. But it's predicated on the past. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. I understand, I understand you're very passionate about But wait a minute. You, you're, not, you're, not you're not behaving. You're not behaving. I am behaving. I'm behaving. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're not behaving like a gentleman. I like gentlemen. So, Putin, <laughs> you, you, you're attacking uh, people who are attacking Putin. What? I'm not attacking you, anyone. I'm putting things. I'm, I, I, may I, I, I I'm, please? Go, go, may ahead, I go ahead. Beg go you. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, may I go ask ahead, you to allow me to at least finish one sentence? Just one. Is the Putin that you're talking about, the Putin of yesterday, is he the same Putin that people are castigating today, including on the left? Is he the same person? I'm going to explain to you. No, 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 don't explain to me. I just need you to answer the question. Yes, he is. He is in in, in, in context. In context, he is. (laughs) He either is or he is not. No, he is in context. No, you can't give no... Is, no, no, that, that, is that, this, that, is this that's, reducing, that, that's reducing the debate 
to, 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 to being one-dimensional. No, you can't give an answer like that for this situation. But no. is Putin, the Putin you're talking about today, is it the same Putin as yesterday or years ago uh, who was so beneficent to yes, developing countries? It is. It is because even even the speech he made recently was since the war um, started about African leaders and what they should do. Yes, it is the same Putin, but he's he's the same Putin under circumstances. If 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 you attack, if I'm a nice person and then you attack me and then I re- <laughs> retaliate, you know, I'm still a nice person, but I'm retaliating in self-defense. That doesn't change you because I retaliate. Yes, but when I look at the record, and I haven't, admittedly, I haven't looked at it with a microscope, but there's enough there that is quite disturbing about Mr. Putin. I'm going to show you one of the things you might be thinking Wait a minute. minute. Why do you keep interrupting me? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. his, his, His unexplained acquisition of immense wealth, his support and his surrounding himself with oligarchs and giving them all kinds of perks so that they remain loyal to him. Uh, Putin, for example, has been, in many ways, you can say he's been quite racist in the fact that when he speaks to Africans, and he starts lecturing them as if they have no clue whatsoever about what leadership is and what it is they ought to desire. He treats them like their children, and they allow it. Putin, I, I, that's not true. Is not, okay. No, I'm not going to argue about whether it's true. No, no, okay, let me respond to you. Let me respond to you. When I say that's not true, what I mean is. Just like me and you, we're talking now, right? And, I, you know, if I'm going to talk with you, yes, I know that you're a brilliant woman and you're knowledgeable about a lot of things, but if I'm, if I'm going to deal with you, especially in political issues, I don't care how much PhD you or anyone else has. If I know a truth, I'm going to come to you based upon that truth. I'm not going to come to you based upon, well, this person has 10 PhDs. If I know some, you know, I'll give you a good example. I went to the doctor with a friend once, right? And they were about to do, to suture her hand because her hand had smashed through a window. And I don't know much about medicine, but I saw a strange swelling on her hand. And I said to the doctor, I said, what is it? Why is that so? He said, oh, because of the laceration. And I said, could I look at the, um, could I look at the x-ray? I looked at the x-ray and I saw something looking strange, a rectangular shaped thing. And I said to him, I said, isn't that a foreign body? He said, give me, give me, give me, give me the x-ray, give me. Come to find it was a piece of glass left in the woman's hand and the doctor was about to suture it. Now, if I had approached him like, oh, Mr. Doctor, I would just bow to you. The woman would have lost her hand. Lincoln, you're taking us on a scenic tour. No, I'm not taking you. We should not analyze. I'm saying also, uh, we'll get into some deep analysis soon enough. I'm just interested in tapping into people's reactions right now based on what they have been seeing and reading and hearing about developments in Europe, 
and how what do they see as the planned outcome other than what they, they, they want to destroy Putin. they want to destroy russia they want they want to control the world the usa and england want to control the world that's what it, that's what the plan is and they can't deal with the fact that somebody is saying no enough is enough that's what, that's what's going on all right well thank you thank you thank you we'll talk again soon. you're welcome my darling love you <laughs> <laughs> love you too Bye. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Hey, good afternoon, you trees. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, after all of that, <laughs> I'm in the sun. I'm still here hanging. I know we got a short time real quick. Um, I First of all, we don't get the correct uh, reports that are coming out of that country. I listen to alternate news services, uh, Al Jazeera. I listen to a Hong, I, I read Hong Kong news. I, I, I get overseas news, and I compare it to the American propaganda machine, which is American media to me today. And, uh, you know, Russia is not compromised. Russia is not losing. In the short term, we're probably going to get a negotiated uh, truce where Putin uh, takes over the Donbass region, which was his intent to begin with. In 2014, he wanted to control that region because that region is largely, largely the population of that region considers themselves to be Russian. And uh, even though they're not totally sympathetic with Putin, because Putin is no, no, uh, he's no saint, believe me. He wasn't around during the, when Russia was supporting Angola. He wasn't around when Russia was supporting uh, other revolutions around the world. Putin is an oligarch and a gangster. He came up with through the KGB, and he manifested himself after the fall of the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. So he's no gem. He's, he's, everybody's got a dirty shirt. So there's going to be some type of negotiation where both countries are allowed to save face. In the long run, you're going to have to watch out for, the, for, like I said, for the Asian dragon and the Russian bear. There's going to be a unification there, and we're going to, and, and, and my best estimates, we're going to turn into a world, a global uh, quasi-capitalist fascist market where where whoever's got the, whoever controls the means of production and the means to transport goods and services is going to be king. And right now that looks like China. Uh, the Belt Road Initiative has taken hold. It's the, uh, China has ports in, in, in the Caribbean. They have railroad across Africa. They have, uh, they have, they have railroads and production facilities in India. They have farmland in Africa and Southeast Asia, and 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 Ping and the Chinese and the Chinese government is poised to take over. They have enough dollars in their in their uh, treasury to flood the market, and they could they could destroy the dollar at any minute. Uh, the, the, the 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 Minister of Treasury said this in 2017. So uh, look out for an Eastern alliance, and uh, America is bye bye. So, in your view, is there going to be, when you talk about the, the Eastern Alliance, what is going to happen to the architecture that it, the, these leaders have spent so much time building in the United States and other countries? Oh, real quick, I don't like that. We're coming on a new. We're coming on a new type of government. 
which is going to be similar to like a feudal system where you're going to have rich individuals that, that control the massive amounts of wealth in, in positions of power, and the governments are going to be their puppets. Nationalism is going to be a thing of the past. We're not going to have any nations. We're going to have massive global corporations uh, whose go- which governments facilitate them. It's happening in America right now. There are towns in, 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 in the West that are being bought by Google, that are being bought by, 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 by Facebook. You, you've, got, you've, got to, you've got to look at the news and see where the world is going. Nations are a thing of the past. Nationalism is a thing of the past. Whoever got the bag is going to make the rules, and the bag is being distributed now. Hmm. Where does that put the average person? Well, in reality, screwed. I mean, unless the American people. <laughs> and, I mean, that, that, that's basically it. In reality, you're going, that's, you're going that's to be a, a very detailed analysis right there. In reality, screwed. Unless, okay. unless, the, unless the people unify, and I mean really unify on a level where you're willing to sacrifice, where you're willing to, to, to I, don't, I don't like violence, but sometimes violence is called for, to foment a real revolution, whether it be from polit- political, whether it be from protest, or whether it be multifaceted, unless the people really get behind something like that, we're screwed. We're screwed. You know, you've got to get out. You've got to get out of the selfish mindset that these people want you to be in, that these Davos men want you to be in. Because as long as you're in that self self absorbed mindset, you're always going to be their puppets. Rise is the United States both. is United States under President Biden? Is Biden has he bitten off more than he can chew? Biden, personally, Biden's totally out of his league. I believe the man is, has, has first-stage Alzheimer's, and I believe he's, he's – well, first of all, he's a puppet of, of empire. He's definitely out of his league, and his handlers know that, and that's why they try to avoid him. I mean, I've heard him ramble in you know, some of his speeches. He doesn't even know who he's talking about. He, he, he makes non-sequiturs and, and gaffes that are, quite frankly, pathetic, and uh, his handlers know this. And, and they're making arrangements to facilitate him like they did with Ronald, like they did with Ronald Reagan. He'll be, he'll be the vassal of state, and they'll be working him behind the scenes like a, like a puppeteer or like a, like a ventriloquist and a dummy. <laughs> the dummy. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ed. And thank you all for calling in. We continue this discussion tomorrow because I would really like to know from your perspective, based on what you're seeing, based on what you're reading, based on what you're hearing, based on your own knowledge, what is happening here? What are we witnessing here? Is it as straightforward as party A doesn't like party B? Or is there something else going on here that we are missing? Let's continue the discussion tomorrow. And thank you so much for listening and contributing today. Bye-bye.